4: All right, time now for Touchdown at 10, and of course, talk about a guy that, yeah, he came from somewhere else, but he certainly invested in the community. Our good friend Santana Moss, great friend of the show, back with us. He and the folks at FanDuel this morning announcing a $1 million donation to the United Negro College Fund that will, Maryland has four great historically black universities, Morgan State, Bowie State, Coppin State. And where my guy Jason Crafton is at down there at the University of Maryland Eastern Shore. And we know that money will go a long way to helping those schools with technology, housing, uh, tuition and food and other uh, great needs on those campuses. Santana, as always, appreciate you taking time to be part of the community and appreciate uh,
5: the time this morning. How are you? Matt, as always, thanks for having me, man. am having a good time, riding back, um, trying to get to my show so I can take these couple of shows for the day.
2: Absolutely. Santana's a busy man. But this is a good thing that you were a part of uh, with FanDuel uh, and, and, again, investing in HBCUs. Why was this important for you to be involved in, Santana?
5: I think, for one, you know, it was important that, first of all, the, the Washington Commanders, you know, selected me to be one of the guys to represent them. And then FanDuel having me as an ambassador just to go out there and, and be a part of this cause. Uh, you hear so much about the HBCUs and the lack thereof, of what, you know, when it comes to the resources. So to hear that fan dude could come in town and not only be the number one, you know, sports booking online, but they say, hey, we're going to make sure that we put our money where our mouth is and, and contribute to this community. And I think it's great to think about people that hasn't been thought about that much. And the HBCUs have been sitting around for years, but. Decades, and it's great to see these guys. You know, give a helping hand.
4: Yep, no doubt. I've been to all four of those campuses, and glad to see that that money will go to help those students and uh, those schools help educate uh, kids now and in the future. Santana, big game coming up uh, this week. Washington and the New York Giants. By the tie in the first game, that means. Uh, unless they tie against Santana, they can't split. So it's an even <laughs> greater reward for the yep. winner of this game, which means you win the season series head to head. Thoughts on a the first game, and what does Washington have to do differently to not repeat the same fate as last time?
5: I think offensively we had to be a little more efficient. I think offensively last you know last outing we wasn't productive enough, and that's why you know we was in a situation where. We're actually lucky to get out of there with a tie. You know, I think our defense played uh, extremely well, and they have been doing that since week three of this season. But offensively, we have to be better on third down. We have to convert more. We have to find a little more consistently flow, you know, consistent floor with our offense. We can't have those lulls where, you know, we're having those three and outs, three and outs, three and outs. We have to move the ball to score. When you look at their first game, you saw those guys jump out there with, you know, 10 points, and then it was just a big. You know, lower area. So we can't afford to have that. But I don't think we're going to when it comes to playing at home in front of that pack. You know, that pack uh, uh crowd at FedEx, and just knowing that right now, you know, we're giving this 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 uh, area something to really, you know, look forward to. You know, it's the holiday season. I love playing around these times of the year. I'm hoping those guys are in the locker room as well. But to now finally be playing for something that's you know competitive and something meaningful, it should be more than what you can ask for. And those guys should go out there and play with that winning mindset.
2: No doubt about it. Santana Moss with us on behalf of, again, FanDuel and FanDuel Sportsbook. They are donating $1 million uh, to the United Negro College Fund and the Maryland-based HBCU. So a really cool uh, thing that they are doing. Of course, Santana uh, is uh, always uh, a must-watch, must-listen to watch him on uh, the Commander's television programs uh, and everything in between that he's doing on NBC Sports Washington as well. All right, so um, Ron was asked yesterday, uh, Tana, like one thing that has to change from the game a week and a half ago, the 2020 tie at MetLife Stadium, and he answered it, contained Daniel Jones. Jones had, I think, 12... Yes. For 78, so, somewhere around that in terms of rushes and scrambles. For whatever reason, Washington has always struggled against Jones. Do you do you identify that as the number one thing that has to change in order for the Commanders to win or something else?
5: You know what? That's up there because to tell you the truth, after that game that night when me and B. Mitch were sitting up there on NBC and Jordan, he was talking, that's the first thing I said. I said, our defense did everything right, but they just couldn't stop Daniel Jones. You mm-hmm. know and i'm like i'm saying to myself as good as our defense has been this year he shouldn't be a problem you know i thought he was going to play as good as his last game against us where he took a L against us last year but he just found the way on third down to convert the ball and you know credit to him credit to daniel jones but i don't see that coming this time around i mean Unless you want to take the Hawaiian punch again and and get a punch, then that's on you. But I don't think our team is going to allow Dane Jones to be that guy on third down when there's nothing else to do for him to slip out of there and pick up yards with his legs.
4: Santana, if they choose to spy Daniel Jones as an offensive player, does that make things easier for you, especially at your position at wide receiver? Say they take a safety Uh, and bring him down in the box to make sure Jones doesn't escape? Uh, Does that help the Giants offense if Washington indeed tries to commit someone to account for Jones, especially in uh, passing and third down situations?
5: Not necessarily. It all depends on how we're playing up front, and it all depends on also how our back end guys are playing. You know, I say it time and time again, I'm pretty sure that, you know, this day and age, a lot of teams are playing differently, but when, you know, what gave me a problem nine times out of ten, I always felt like if it was one-on-one, I should be able to beat my guy. But when I didn't get the ball or when they couldn't come to me at time, it's because they had a ferocious defensive front and they played their guys up close enough to where that they can be a pest and get you off your routes to where you can't get the ball or the quarterback just has to find somewhere else to go with it. So that's something that we do at times, but we don't do enough of. I think with the, with the defensive front that we have, we should play more press or we should play, give him different, you know, looks so we can, you know, have those guys second guessing. And I think when you give a quarterback, those looks where he can't really just pinpoint and say, okay, I, I know the coverage from the pre-snap. Then that makes him go out there and second guess himself. stuff. And now those guys up front can get to him and sack him or rush him to where he can get off the guys that he, that he's trying to get the ball to. I think that's the formula that I will always want to see because I played defense before I played quarterback. I played safety before going up, but being a receiver professionally and collegiately, I always feel like when those guys got up in our face and gave us a little hard time of getting off the line of scrimmage, or had a guy or two up front that gave them enough time to uh, to be you know be comfortable in that space. That always gets you off your um, your point, and it makes the quarterback go somewhere
2: else with the ball. Santana Moss with us again on behalf of FanDuel, doing a great thing—a one million dollar donation to the United Negro College Fund on behalf of the HBCUs in the state of Maryland. Um, Tana, uh, the the thing that struck me, and I was at the game at MetLife Stadium, so I could see it from high above, uh, and, and and it it still, I mean, it showed up obviously on tape is. You know, this offensive line and Heineke had not been sacked in a couple of games. And that day, granted, it was overtime, five sacks. And then the Giants, as miserable as they were on Sunday against the High Flying Birds and a good offensive line, they still got four sacks. And Ojolari had uh, two more that day. He had one. Kayvon Thibodeau seems to be coming into his own. This, to me is a huge deal in this game, especially when you're looking at a 9,000th center to play for the Commanders this year, Uh, maybe a a different right guard situation. Um, How do you think Scott Turner and Ron Rivera and Taylor Heineke kind of scheme around this concern?
5: We got to run the ball at them. I think we have to be, we have to sit there and say, we look at that last game, we threw the ball more than we ran. You never want to see Heineke in that situation, I think when you look at him throwing the ball more than 37 times, we was on the other, the opposite end of the uh, the uh, win column, or we tied, and that you know the, that that indicates that last you know last outing. But I think when we running the ball, that mile times, 30 something plus times, and that gives us a better chance to be in the game and to uh, to be favored to win. So I think that's the formula to me. If you ask me, you know. Uh, I'm sure, too, we have to pass the ball at times, and I just think when we do pass the ball, we have to be more of a max protect team. We have to make sure that we got those those tight ends in the game where we can use them, and I think Logan Thomas should be a, a big factor now down the stretch. We haven't heard a lot from him this year. Uh, when Before Logan got hurt uh, last year, he was the guy in the red zone we went to. We have the red, uh, red zone woes, and we got to find our big guy. We had to find a big target, so he should be a guy that we putting more into the game plan as well. So if you bring multiple tight ends in, you have those guys max protect, you have a guy here late, leak out, you know, when everything is all said and done, you find your tight end, Logan Thomas, or you find your running back at the backfield, that gives you sustainable drive. That gives you a chance to move the ball. And then you never know. You hit that big player or two and hit enough of those, you know, and we up. So I just want to see our team be more efficient when it comes to just making sure that We bring in more tight ends or bring in more protection for the quarterback. But if not, run the ball down those guys' group.
4: Santana, with Dotson being back and Thomas seemingly getting healthier, at least by the week, is it realistic to expect the passing offense to improve a little bit? I'm not sure it's going to improve philosophically as to what Scott asks them to do. But can the efficiency get better now that they're closer to being whole now with all those skill players?
5: You know, one of the things that uh, I'm big on, uh, we know Heineke's limitation. I think we know that he's a streaky guy. When he's on, he's on. Um, if that ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, I want to make sure that we put the best team up and the best game plan around who we have, just knowing what his limitations are. Uh, I, I'm not big on getting past happy if we don't need to. You know, I feel like we have a lot of skillful guys in the backfield Two great ones that can get the job done, and then him wanting to add in Ag's ability to, you know, uh, come out of the backfield and catch passes. That's a plus for us too. I want to see a little more of that from him. You know, hopefully he's not dealing with anything that's gonna, you know, limit him from going out there and being being the best that he can be. But I just feel like, man, we know where we at with with this quarterback. You know, he gives us all he has. Um, you know, he he barely at times can see over that line of scrimmage. Our line of scrimmage. You know, our offensive line has been musical chairs the whole entire year. Now we just lost Larson, who's I think that has been playing at an MVP level mm-hmm. for our team on the offensive line since he's been in there. And it's hard to replace him. And we know what was going on before we put him in the lineup. So we can't take any chances of trying to drop back with Heineke in the pocket. That hasn't been working with Larson and those guys playing at, you know, Ford scrimm. So I don't want to see us trying it now.
2: Santana, last thing for for us because uh, we know you got to run. Uh, from a player perspective, with Carson Wentz now fully activated, he's been practicing the last two weeks, you know what they paid for him, you know he was the starter, with everything you just said about Taylor, both good and bad, would you in the back of your mind be thinking, hey, if this offense doesn't get going, we could go back to Carson, or would you be able to block
5: that out? Uh, I, I say right now, man, you go with the high hand. Um, you know, to me, um I'm one of those guys I'm always lean and say you give a guy another chance, especially if he lost his job to an injury, but the team is playing the way they've been playing, still having a chance to win. you keep you keep Taylor in there. I don't think that just because he might have a bad out of here or there you don't you don't look forward to those. I don't like to even speak speak about them. so uh I'll be the first and, first to say, man, you know you got you got to stick with Taylor you got to ride or die with him unless he's just taken out of the game where he can't come in.
4: Santana, appreciate it as always, my friend. Enjoy the rest of the day, and obviously great job with the fr- folks at FanDuel and uh, ma- helping out with that donation to the United Negro College Fund. Appreciate the time today as always, pal. Thank
2: you,
5: man.
4: Thanks, Dan. Merry
2: Christmas you. if we don't talk to you. Happy holidays. Thank you, fellas. Same to you. You got it.
4: Santana ma- Santana Walls joining us on behalf of FanDuel, who this morning uh, made a $1 million donation to the United Negro College Fund here in Maryland, and that will help. Uh, Maryland's historically black universities: Morgan State, Bowie State, Coppin State, and the University of Maryland Eastern Shore. Always smarter when we get Santana. Mm-hmm. Said it all along. Uh, D'Angelo Hall, Santana Moss, Logan Paulson—all three guys. Network quality. They could all go work any yep. of these network shows uh, in a heartbeat uh, because of the quality they bring. Breaking down the game, and I think it, what I and I think the greatest question offensively that we asked him there late was. You know, at least efficiency-wise, can the passing offense get better? And I think his answer was was interesting in the fact that it's not necessarily throwing more. It's just doing what you do better. Mm -hmm. When there's an open receiver, hit that receiver. Find Logan Thomas Moore in the red zone where he's at times in the past
2: been a great weapon right. for you. Don't throw it six feet over his head, right. wide open so at the five yard line.
4: I think right now it's not necessarily throwing the more. And we had a fantastic Twitter uh, discussion yesterday uh, about Heineke and throwing and where he rates and all this other stuff. Everybody gets too caught up in, you know, who, who, you know, what Tom Brady does and whether Taylor Heineke does the same as Tom Brady and. Uh, you know, if Pat Mahomes has a bad series, you know, nobody makes a big deal out of it as they do Heineke. Dr. Sabah wants to yeah. treat every, right. Heineke
2: on, the, on line A so, with Aaron right. Rodgers, I mean, and Patrick Mahomes. Right. But, that, seriously,
4: but I, I think, though, <laughs> Chris, if they're going to accomplish their goals, yeah. that and what Scott is asking them do has to get executed more efficiently yeah. here. Yeah. It's not necessarily throwing it 25 or 30 times. It's just being more efficient at what you're being asked to do, particularly on third down.
2: Pete, that's so well said. Um, Much better than I'm going to be able to say it, but it's so well said. And you're absolutely right. This is not about, hey, if they just go up-tempo. Hey, if they just roll out Taylor Heineke more. Hey, if they just trust Taylor Heineke more. Hey, if Scott Turner is just more creative. Hey, if... it's. It's not about that at mm-hmm. all it, at all. It's not about that at all. There it's are about plays be,
4: to be made there.
2: Exactly. It's about being more efficient with the opportunities that you have. And And I understand not every quarterback is perfect. And I understand those quarterbacks, the great ones that we just kind of mentioned, even the Josh Allens, the Joe Burrow, I understand they throw interceptions. I understand they make bad throws or bad decisions. I understand they get greedy. I understand they have turnover-worthy plays. Here's the thing. If you want Taylor Heineke to stay as the starter, the last two games he has missed two wide-open touchdowns in the red zone where you have to score points. And we're not just talking about field goals. He missed Terry McLaurin wide open in the corner of the end zone against Atlanta. Wide open. He missed Logan Thomas at the five-yard line at MetLife Stadium. Wide open. It almost cost them the Atlanta game. It, in a way, cost them the Giants game. Not directly. It was early, and both were in the first half. But Pete? The opportunities are there to be made. If there were no opportunity, like people say, well, he doesn't have Kyle Shanahan uh, scheming him up. Look at what Kyle Shanahan did to Brock Purdy. Nobody's saying that Taylor Heineke couldn't be better with a better uh, center guard combination, or if Trent Williams was still somehow here, and and uh, or if if. Um, if Jahan Dotson was healthy all... Nobody's saying that he's had a pure deck to deal with. But as a quarterback, you have to make plays that are available. You have to make the quote-unquote easy plays. And Pete, what have I said all along for a year and a half now about Taylor Heineke that drives me crazy? His short passing prowess
4: mm-hmm.
2: is not crisp enough. It's not clean enough. I mean, you it's got, not you, good you enough. you got
4: DBs that are playing so far off McLaurin yes. and Dotson because they don't want to yes. get burned that they're giving you layups. Yes, And
2: you got to take the layups when you have them. And sometimes he does get the layup. And sometimes he even gets to the free throw line. Right? It's not a never. It's a Just he, be more efficient. He, he, he's got to do it more. Yeah. And all it takes think about this. All it takes is One more, maybe two more solid, efficient throws per game. And and this really isn't a question, quite honestly. They're averaging maybe 23 points a game or somewhere around the league average. You cannot survive. And Ron Rivera knows this and Scott Turner knows this. And in my heart of hearts, I know this and I know you know this and I believe and I know this is going to piss off the Heineke Hive my heart of hearts, they believe that Heineke is leaving points on the table, and the evidence is very much there. But
4: Wentz was, too.
2: He, he was, was too. Were. You're right. They it, both it, It's like the worst of both worlds. Yes. It's not the best of here's both worlds. Here's the thing, though. It's the worst right. of but both here's worlds. But here's the thing that is reasonably
4: encouraging. There are enough plays there if you go watch the tape, and Correct. obviously we watch it probably a little more attentively than others. But there are enough plays there to average Correct. 24 points a game. Exactly. And I think you can beat any team in the NFC right now except one averaging 24 points. If you can get to 24 points against anybody but Philadelphia, I think you can win. Philadelphia, I think it, when Philadelphia has got it cranking, because remember, they missed some stuff against Washington and they could have scored much more than they did. So you're going to have to score more to knock off the Eagles than 24 points. Correct. But I think if this club can just get to 24 and it doesn't lose any players on defense and that defense keeps playing, the great consistency that it's played here of late, like Washington wins a lot of games if they get to 24 points. And they can beat anybody in the postseason getting to 24. Correct. Now that being said, doing it against San Francisco's defense, doing it against Dallas's defense, watching what they did to – Kirk Cousins and that potent Minnesota attack at times. You know, sure, that's going to be a little bit tougher, you know, against those types of teams. But if this team puts 24 on the board, they're going to be a factor in the postseason with the way the defense is playing. Your thoughts on it now, the rest of the way. 301-230-0980. Always streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. Matt and I were just talking about a place that you could go in and drop hundreds of dollars. And it's not for shoes. It's not for clothing. Not a sporting event. It's the Amish market. Dirt pudding. Banana cream pudding. What's dirt pudding? Uh, it's It's vanilla. It's like a vanilla cream pudding with... Uh, like smashed, you know, finely oh. smashed Oreo cookies oh. and all that in there. Okay. Mixed up with it, chicken salad, pizza or hot pepperoni, pepperoni pizza rolls. Oh yeah. The hot dogs and a where, where pretzel bun. Where is there an Amish
2: market around here?
4: Uh, he's got one in Germantown. I've got one in Annapolis. Cheesecake really? that's so thick and rich. You could take two bites of that cheesecake and feel like you've eaten seven pounds. That's
2: how good it is. It's how do, great. How do I not know about this? I thought I talked to you about this yesterday. Oh, that's right. You did say... You, uh, out in well, Germ- yeah, it's well, out you in Germany. Well, you said something in Germantown. I didn't realize it was an Amish market. Maybe oh, yeah. Maybe I missed that part. The Lancaster uh, Dutch okay. Amish market. Okay. okay. Amazing. So, so my kids up in Ohio have a, a bunch... I, I mean, a bunch of those... One's an Amish market. You know, one's uh, uh, just a regular, um, I guess, village type... You know, just awesome shopping, and you're right. You can get some really, really good deals and some really delicious food. Um, I like. I hit them up all the time when I go up to Ohio. So, like, when we go, uh, when when we go, when I go to bring Tyler back at the end of December, guess where I'm gonna be? I'll call you guys from the Amish Market Woo! while you all are here working. I'll call you guys because I'm taking a couple of days off.
4: Yeah, you. Are, that's fine. 301-230-0980. We, Matt and I could spend more money there than we might spend at FedEx on parking Ooh. coming up this weekend. How about that?
2: How about that?
4: I mean, look, I'm just going to, whatever. If if I see parking for like 40 bucks, Ryan and I can walk. We're both yeah. healthy individuals. Right. so.
2: I, it, um, the only problem is that's a long walk when it's 25 it's okay. degrees, uh, a Sunday night. I'd at rather give my $40
4: to the Jericho City of Praise than, you know, pay overpaying for a piece of pavement. The
2: Chris Jericho City of Praise?
4: Great church on the oh, way
2: in. I okay. mean, um, just a gigantic I mean, building. I only know so, Chris Jericho, um, the yeah, Ocho guy. Of course. Uh, um, AW. Uh, by the way, mm-hmm. Chris in Hyattsville, who is one of uh, Your our antagonist? best listeners yes. and certainly an antagonistic um, personality, and certainly he loves Grant and Danny. Loves Grant and Danny. He is so nice to Grant and Danny. I mean, it's literally like he cannot wait to kiss their ass and pucker up. And he, I drive him crazy. He said, he didn't tweet both of us. He just tweeted me. Mm -hmm. He said, you will never stop about Heineke. In capital letters, all caps, read my lips. Wentz sucks. Explanation point, explanation point, explanation point. There is no way Wentz is going 5-1-1 one, and one over the last seven games. Get over it. Heineke has saved Ron Rivera's job twice. So when I get that, I have not responded yet. I was about to respond in a snarky manner. But I know what Chris is trying to do. He's trying to get under my skin. Mm-hmm. He's trying to drive me crazy. And he's not going to win. And here's why. We're going to talk about it like two intelligent, reasonably intelligent adults right here on the show and point it out, Pete, when have I, y- you know, I say a lot of things. Granted, I, sometimes I, I say too many things. You say a lot of things while saying a lot of things too. Right. When have I ever, when have I ever, ever told you that Carson Wentz is good or that, He's my guy, oh, or that no. he's somebody I, mean, I believe. Yeah, in. I mean,
4: you were the one. You look, you were the one to put out. You you fired a flare before we even knew Ron was right uh, going to acquire him. So I mean, yeah, so, th- that that I can
2: uh, I can confirm. So with that being said, mm-hmm. if I'm critical of Taylor Heineke, if I wonder when Ron says, "Oh no, no, he'll Wentz will be the primary backup." If I wonder why Ron won't come out and say Heineke's my guy and why Ron went out of his way to correct the perception that Taylor Heineke was his starting quarterback no matter what. Heineke was crying on Fox. Ian Rappaport, Jay Glazer were running around like a bunch of groundhogs. Oh oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Taylor Heineke is the starting quarterback forever. (laughs) Ron went out of his way to say no. This is a week to week thing. This is a for now thing,
4: as it usually is when the backup quarterback is in the game. Exactly,
2: and especially when he realizes Chris in Hyattsville. That Taylor Heineke, while, yes, he has contributed to the 5-1-1 one, and one record and turnaround, while he has contributed at the most important position, he is not the vehicle. He is not the reason. He is not the primary reason. I wouldn't even say he's the secondary or tertiary reason. He might be reason number four or five on All right, my well, that, list. That brings a great question, though, that you bring that up. We know
4: the defense is number one. Right. What's number two? The run game.
2: It's number three. Uh, I would say it's – I mean, we have to keep defense all together as one, right? Or or can we then break it down further? Uh, If you want to break it down further, go ahead. Because I would say offensive line prior to last Sunday – when they allowed five sacks and... But you don't believe that the
4: quarterback, I don't believe the quarterbacks Moxie. any more than
2: four or five on, on the list of reasons why they're 5-1-1. Five, five, one one. Because here's what I know, Pete... He's missed, again, throws that are obvious, easy throws that he has to make. That but any did he not recover
4: to... from that, though, did, at the end of the does, Giant game to snatch a tie? He does. As Santana told you, they again, were fortunate to get a tie out of that game. Again,
2: my criticism of Taylor Heineke is never that he doesn't that he never makes plays. It's that he doesn't make enough plays, that he's not consistent enough. I know he makes plays when he gets into a rhythm and when he starts cooking. I got it. We all see it. We all know it. We know what he can be, and that's why it's more frustrating because while everybody talks about lack of strong arm, lack of height, lack of this, why they don't run him out, Pete, we see it every game. Against Atlanta, he came out throwing freaking darts all over the place in a rainstorm. He looked like a Hall of Fame quarterback. And then the rest of the game, he looked quite honestly like Taylor Heineke. <laughs> Ag- against the Giants, right? They 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 come out. They miss the, the touchdown. They miss another touchdown to Jahan Dotson. They get a 10-0 lead, right? He throws a screen to the right flat, which any quarterback can make. Terry makes Fabian Moreau miss in space. Good call, good execution. I give him some credit. Most of that goes to Terry. I Then I don't see anything from him, anything, until that final drive with three and a half minutes left to go in the game. And then in overtime, they get a 21-yard run up the middle by Curtis Samuel. You're at midfield. For God's sake, you need 10 yards, and he stinks. I'm sorry, it's not good enough. But was it's that not his consistent. fault or the
4: plays that were called? Some
2: of it is on him. I'm not saying it's all on him. Some of it is on him. Some of it is on Scott Turner. Some of it is on the offensive line. Some of it is on, hey, kudos to the Giants. But the great quarterbacks can get you 10 yards when you need 10 yards to get in position for a Joey Sly field goal in overtime on the road.
4: Sly from 59 through the big H.
2: I'm sorry, this is not about being mean to Taylor Heineke. This is, I know Taylor can be better. I see it. I point it out all the time. We all point it out. People forget how good he was on that final first drive against Atlanta in a pouring rain. Pouring might be strong. In a steady rain. People forget about that. I don't. People only want to point to, well, he was great at the end of the Giants game. Well, what about the 10-minute overtime where he wasn't great? And he had two drives, and they had first and ten inside giant territory, and they went, (sighs) What about the first half against Indianapolis? What about the first half against Green Bay? What about, I I could go on and on and on and on and on and on. It's there. I see it. I know it's there. I just need it to be more. I need it to be better. I need it to be tapped into more. And this is not all on Scott Turner. Some, yes, could they do th- some different things? Yes, you know why they don't do enough things? I'll tell you why that you all want? Because he's not good enough at it. and he's not good enough in the pocket and he's not good enough on the run and he's not good enough scrambling and he's not good in- and he's too small and he gets pinged around and they don't have anybody else. but now now. They have the guy that they traded for. Listen, he's the furthest thing from the Messiah. I hated the Wentz trade from the start. Again, everyone else was sucking wind and kissing ass. Oh, Ron, ah, Ron must not. No, 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 no. Ron was gambling. Ron was on a pontoon boat. Cashing in his chips. I'm not saying Carson Wentz is better than Taylor Heineke. He's more talented. He's not a better quarterback. There's no evidence to show that since 2017. But, Pedro, all I am saying.
4: What you're saying, here's what you're saying is, their quarterback position is very mediocre right now.
2: It is. I'm That's sorry. That's what you're saying. It, maybe it's above average. Uh, maybe it, it's better than it's mediocre. It's it's not a lead it's by not, any stretch, it's not but you even, know what? Look around the league. It's not even not a lead. It's not good. Look
4: around the league, okay? Look around the league. We brought up I, you and I were going over some amazing numbers, uh, you know, a, a little while ago. I mean, the the quarterback that's thrown the most pass attempts this year, Tom Brady. Tom Brady, and all the struggles they've had. He's thrown the ball 579 times. Mm-hmm. Not not in the not. I mean, obviously they get a chance to win their division, but they're under 500. Right behind him, Herbert. Right now, not in the playoffs. Okay, 561. Mahomes has thrown it 68 less times than Brady. He's thrown for 600 more yards and 16 more touchdowns. That's efficiency. That's running your offense better. That's what we're talking about. We want whoever's playing the quarterback here to take advantage of the plays that are available to you and be more efficient. Josh Allen has thrown the football 109 times less then Tom Brady, 81 less completions, has the same amount of yardage and nine more touchdowns. It's about being more efficient with the opportunities. And neither quarterback had done that consistently for this football team. That's why we talked about with Santana. It's not about throwing more, it's just being a more efficient at what you're doing right now. Let's go to the phones. 301-230-0980. The junkyard dog gets us going on a Wednesday morning and touchdown at ten. What's up, dog?
3: Hey, how you doing, fellas? Happy holidays. Same Same to up you. Too, okay, let Okay, let's get let's get right into it. First of all, the Wizards. This guy, Ansel, shows no kind of for two years now he's been the coach. And he shows no kind of inclination of being able to move this to move the needle on this team. Okay. It was ridiculous for uh, Leonsis to give a no-trade, two hundred and fifty million dollar contract to Bill because the guy is always sick in the health portal, or he's got some 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 poor hamstrings. Now, now the next thing is the Wizards. I mean, the Commanders. Look here. We can talk, 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 talk. But basically, what it comes down to, we let, we let, we let the, we let. They get they got they they lucked up because the Eagles did their bidding for them against the Giants Sunday. Okay, this is not this is not really a playoff team. It's not. I don't care what you say. You you look okay, at there's no given time can they go out there on the field and score over twenty points or more? You know they 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 can't put they got they got all these weapons so called, but you can't get thirty points. I mean, you know. It's three yards in a cloud of dust, or whatever, or whatever. But 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 your quarterbacks, they they can't use the weapons that they have, and that is not a playoff team. Okay, this is not what we're looking for. This is not what we signed. This is what not the fans signed up for. We want we want a quarterback who can walk out there on that field and can spin the ball. And it's not with these two guys. I don't give a damn if you have to trade, goddamn Chase Young to move up to get one. I don't care because we've shown that we can do without goddamn Chase. That's what I say. Dog,
4: thank- appreciate you, pal. Eddie, two three zero zero nine eighty. We'll get Little in here before the trending. What's up, Little online too? How you doing, buddy?
6: Hey, thank you, gentlemen, taking my call. Pete, Chris, let me help. Let me help. Let me help to help you out, big dog. This man, I'm going to tell you now. I'll see this man, Heineken. He got at least 10, 15 plays, that he run good. And the problem is is that Scott got this man dropping seven steps in the pocket, man, he don't have the arm strength, um, Pete. But if you keep him in a two-minute – you keep if you keep Heineken on the field in a two-minute situation, he will move the ball. And you, when you get inside the 40 or the other side of the field, that's when you pound him. It's common sense football, gentlemen. I'll see this man – look – Keep him in a four or five step drop, and y'all look look back at the tapes. And when he's under the um, when he's under the in play action, he's throwing seventy percent in play action. Why do he keep dropping him back seven, eight steps? That's when he falter. He don't have the arm strength, you know what I mean? No, you're right. But it's kind of yeah. sad because it's over and over and over again, man. I watched the tape. You know, Pete. Don't think I played was linebacker in, in high school, man. I ain't go. I you know, I went in the service. I ain't think about college, but I just had to get a, get get in the federal government. That was my option. Now, my thing is, man, it's common sense football, man. You've got all these weapons. And then what, 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 what um, Scott do, he'll get 20, 20 yards on the play and then abandon the play. You've got enough weapons. If you run the just sweet, if you run the just sweep with uh with my man that's on the field all the time, come back with the the rookie with it. Come on, man. We've got to switch this thing up, man. The only way Scott Turner is our hinders. I'm being honest when I say this because I see him – he gets away from if he get twenty yards on the plate, you may not see that play till the next game, and that's not common sense football gentlemen now all these weapons, all these weapons, man, keep this young man in a in a two minute offense and watch how he move the ball.
4: A little appreciate it it was it was something I mean I broke it down the first couple of games Heineke played. He's taken the snap five yards in the gun anyway. Then, at times, he was taking seven and eight steps back. So now, all of a sudden, he's 13 yards behind the original line of scrimmage to Little's point. I mean, that's that's exactly – that is spot on. There is no denying that. Go back and look at some of the tape. So, in a sense, that's putting Taylor in a little bit of a bind mechanically you know, before before he even has a chance to throw the football, now you're asking him to throw the ball almost 10 yards more each and every time. And, you know, look, I mean, last, that the Giant game after Samuel gets him into positive territory, in, into plus territory, yeah, that was more play calling than it was anything at that point. And, that, and it, the fact that it didn't go, in, go anywhere was, was a little disappointing uh, at that point. And the ironic thing is, Dallas and Philadelphia in the games before rolled the Giants. Washington was life and death just to get a tie. Let's hope that that's not the case this week. Rufio's got the details in the trending.
2: All right, we talked about this earlier. Terps with a big one on tap tonight against Mick Cronin and UCLA. You can hear it here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey Ab County Holiday, Chris Naki at 830 from Xfinity Center in the College Park. Wizards beginning a six-game trip with a seven-game losing streak tonight in Denver. Coverage at 845, 106-7, and Odyssey at, again, 845. Their last win in November, the Monday after Thanksgiving, they've lost 10 of 11. How about this? The Nationals have signed old pal Matt Adams, big city, coming back on a minor league deal with an invite to spring training. He last regularly played, according to Mark Zuckerman, in the majors in 2019, spent last year an in independent ball. And the Commanders getting set to take the practice field. They'll have Carson Wentz. Of course, they'll have Chase Young out at practice. Will they have James Smith-Williams, Montez Sweat, both in concussion protocol, according to Ron Rivera. We will see, along with you,
6: coming up in about an hour in Ashburn. And that's what's training.
4: I was just checking to see where my seats are tonight. They're on the side, which is good. At least we're not behind a basket, so I'm happy about that.
2: How high up are they? Well,
4: I mean, we're, we're second deck. We're in, okay. the two, we're, we're in section
2: 202. I think the last Land time.
4: Land road, route 202.
2: I think the last time, maybe it was the second to last time, I can't remember, that Duke came into Xfinity Center. Mm-hmm. Me and Sky Kirstein. Remember him?
4: Yeah, uh, current uh, SID at San Jose State University. Exactly,
2: doing great work there, Uh, and uh, can't wait to see him. He's coming back home for the holidays, so me, him, and Tyler are going to get together to smoke something up on the old big green egg. We are. He he specifically asked. He said, can I come over to your house (laughs) to smoke a pork butt? I said, sure. (laughs) Smoke. You can you can smoke whatever Boston butt you want. <laughs> what? Touch my butt? Go right ahead. No. <laughs> my
4: abs are hurting. Oh, let's go to line one. Chris in Hyattsville wants to defend himself. What's up, Chris? Oh,
2: man. I thought you were working at your real job, Chris.
1: I I get an automatic alert whenever you mention me on air. Yeah. Oh, you're, sure.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure I, that I have, I'm I, sure that your your tweet to me, which was derogatory, was not designed to get you some ads. Uh,
1: listen, listen. I, all I know is I live rent free in your head, Rooster, <laughs> every day. Okay. In fact, I'm going to start. I'm going to start subleasing space in uh-huh. your head to yeah. other callers. Yeah. Okay. Well, listen, I, I don't know what you don't get about Taylor Heineke winning football games that Carson Wentz can't. If Wentz, tell me that you tell me the truth. I want you to look deep within yourself and tell me, do you think this team would have gone, would have, would have won five games? Forget the tie. Would they have won five games out of seven if Wentz was a starter?
2: I don't believe they would have. Correct. So then what's the debate? Chris. What's the debate? Chris, you can't tell me. Here's the debate. The the yes, they have won five of seven with Heineke. You, as I detailed 20 minutes ago, and you were working your real job, so apparently not paying attention. Go back, listen to it on Odyssey Rewind, and then tweet me and yell at me again. He's not reason one, he's not reason two, he's not reason three, maybe he's reason four or five, Okay. as to why I they're 5-1-1. I one and hear one.
1: that, okay. Let me give you the flip side of that. Let me give you the, con- the converse of that. Re- Wentz was reason one, two, and three why they were losing, okay? Uh, and-
2: I mean, so you, d- you didn't blame any did of it you- on the defense, what- which Chris, sucked in Chris. the first
1: two games? The defense was terrible because Wentz kept going three and out, giving the ball over. Mm-hmm. Everything has changed. The turning point of the season, the turning point of the season was when Heineke came in. They increased their time of possession. They reduced their turnovers. They reduced their penalties. They got into better yard situations. They had more first downs. All of that is because, A, he's more comfortable with the offense. B, he, he, the reduced sacks. Uh, Wentz was averaging Almost three sacks to game. He had right. twenty-three sacks right. in six starts. Right. Okay.
2: Oh, At Heineke's rate, been, Heineke's he been Heineke's the most sack quarterback in ca- of all time. There's no doubt Heineke's been better in key areas, but I mean, he did get sacked five times the last game. Just so we're. But you're underestimating
1: the game management part of what Heineke does. I'm not yes, underestimating he show anything. Up on the stat sheet. I mean, weren't you a huge Alex Smith guy? Alex Smith no. was the last quarterback to get to have this team, in you know, above three games, above five. How was I a Ryan huge Key Alex Smith guy? What, what
2: world are you living in that I was a huge Alex Smith guy? I, I wanted nothing to do with Alex Smith. They overpaid for him too. Also, this is another thing. Wince's arm is
1: too. It's like uh, a, a hot wife, a hot wife that lives next door. Okay, for Scott Turner. He's too tantalized by Wentz's arm not to throw it 50 times a game. Uh, that's, probably uh, that's probably the best thing okay, you've ever said. So
2: that's probably the best thing you've ever said. The combination
1: a- of Wentz and Turner was too salacious, too, too tantalizing for him to give up. When he had Heineke and he thought incorrectly that Heineke can't quarterback a team. He's like, well, well, we're going to turn this into a run-first offense. They did. It wasn't that they turned to Heineke. They all mathematically learned how to run the ball. This team was equipped to run the ball
2: all along. They just didn't. Chris, they didn't have Brian Robinson the first four games, and then it took them four what? games to get back into his Gibson rhythm, was doing into his just groove. Fine. Whenever, they, whenever they gave the ball
1: to Gibson early on in games, he was getting Oh, Sean so you Harris. wanted it Antonio Gibson was, to carry wanted-
2: 28 times a game? Chris? No, but they. But I'm just, I wanted
1: balance. I wanted what balance. Are you can't balance, balance without with Brian, Robinson. Brian
2: Robinson! <laughs> Brian Robinson was on the team. He didn't miss. Yes. He played game. He missed the win. first four games. He's a rookie. He was shot twice in the leg. Go take that to your hot wife theory and see how it works. Come on, Chris.
4: Appreciate Look, you, Chris. You know I'm right.
2: You know ah! I'm right. Ah! 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 Appreciate ah!
4: you, Chris. Ah! Final hour of the show is coming up next right here on the Team 980. It's streaming live for free on the Odyssey app.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.